0: Your DIY, Health Radio, Your D-I-Y,
1: Health Radio, your D-I-Y, Health Radio, Sergeant Jim Brown, if you can call me Sarge. morning, and welcome to your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, May 6th, 2021, still in the coronavirus hoax and medical tyranny. And this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top, nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, you can hit the Contact Me button. It gives you the option to call and leave a message or send an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get you on the right track and get your questions answered. Also, while you're on the site, make sure you check out the Radio Shows tab. At the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. There's over 500 shows there. They're all uh, uh, have notes on them to explain what, uh, what we talked about and that kind of thing. They're all shareable via email or social media. And the best part is there's no charge for any of it. Uh, the only thing you ever pay for on the site is the products, and that supports your health and the show. So have fun with that, and then uh, scroll down a little further. You'll see the, about the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to our Facebook page set up for the show. And I did get out of Facebook jail the other day. Been able to post a couple of things. Uh, Got um, fact-check notices on a couple of them, but uh, still posted them anyway. So we'll see if I I get locked up again or not. But uh, for the month of March and the month of April, all but two days or so each, I was in Facebook jail because I'm a recidivist. I just can't help telling the truth, and they can't handle the truth. So, you know, we just keep butting heads. But we'll see how things go. Uh, But at this point, uh, I am able to post stuff again, so the replays of the shows are going on there as long as I can, and uh, we'll see where we end up. But have fun with it, and just enjoy. And let's see, what else? Ah, Let's keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests, and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Peak Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own due diligence and research so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. The number to call into the show is or I'm sorry, 833-TFR-LIVE, 833-837-5483 eight three three eight three seven five four eight three or eight three three T F R L I V E. So that's pretty much it for the uh housekeeping stuff, I guess you could call it. And we'll just clean up some space on the screen here so I can see things a little better. And we'll just sort of rock and roll, see where we're at. Uh good morning to Alan in the chat room. Glad you're able to make it and uh you yep. we'll see where we end up. Um, typical, typical stuff going on. Um, I actually saw last night, I was very surprised, to be honest with you. Um, even though I'm not a big fan of Fox News, I still enjoy watching Tucker Carlson. I think he tries to tell as much of the truth as they will let him. And uh, last night, he really surprised me because he started getting into the vaccine stuff and uh, was actually giving out the CDC's numbers of people who have died after receiving the vaccines, alleged vaccines. I call them bioweapons. And uh, I'm trying to see if I can find a link to a clip of the video uh, uh, of last night's show. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to look for it earlier. Uh, Maybe during the breaks, I'll see if I can find it because um, it was really pretty good. He did a great job of breaking it down and asking the right questions uh, as far as what's going on and why is this not being uh, talked about more. And uh, I find it rather interesting that um, it's the first time I've heard anybody, anywhere on the media actually bringing up the question on around these alleged toxic injections. Bioweapons that they are calling COVID-19 vaccines. And uh, I, I'm just very happy that finally someone is doing it. I figured it would either be him or Laura Ingram. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, he got on, onto it pretty good last night. The first, almost half of the show was talking about that. And then uh, another one falls by the wayside. Um, Dr. Joseph Mercola has been attacked uh, and threatened I guess uh, the FDA warned Dr. McCullough to stop writing about vitamin D among other things. Basically he's been threatened to the point where he's taken off all notice or all, all, uh, references to COVID in general from his website, which is really sad, um, that it's getting to that point, you know, it, It really, really is a a disgusting situation where in a country that's supposed to be founded on God given constitutionally guaranteed rights and number one is, you know, freedom of speech, you know, we should we have the right. I keep you know, I've falling into the same track that a lot of other people we should be able to. No, we are able to. The should word should not be a part of any discussion when it comes to rights. We are able to talk about these things and the sad thing is is when people do they exercise their rights and they're threatened with gosh knows what you know i've heard death threats uh, were made against them i don't know if it got that far or not but I, it was one of the articles i had seen um but they're going after people like dr joseph mccullough who's put puts out good information and basically to the point where um they got him running scared enough that he's removed all references to COVID-19 from his website, and that's not good. Just not good at all. Um, I'm just looking at some of the other things going on here, just trying to see if I can find that uh, anything about Tucker. Um, one last place. Check in here real quick. And so far, no luck, but I will keep uh, I'll keep looking at it or looking for it. Uh, okay, anyway. Um, we got a caller calling in here, looks like a new one. See if they actually want to talk, get the button to work. Good morning, caller. How are you today? Nope, guess not. They hung up. <laughs> Uh, probably a wrong number. We get those from time to time. They'll show up and you answer and boom, they're gone. It says, I doubt YouTube would have the Tucker Carlson video uh, where he asked the right questions about that. That's for sure. Um, sometimes they actually have it uh, actually on the Fox website. I haven't checked there yet. I'll do that during the break, but uh, I was looking in some of the um, telegram accounts that I frequent. In the hopes that there might be something there, but so far I haven't seen that yet, which kind of surprises me. Uh, I'm sure it'll pop up sooner or later. Sorry about that. Late night, early morning. Haven't had enough coffee yet. Still doing a little bit of yawning. <laughs> Apologize. Mm. But here's an interesting one Nature publishes te- Insane Rant by Texas pediatrician Peter Hotez who seemingly calls for United Nations shock troops to wage counteroffensive against all anti-vaxxers. This is just previews the coming attractions. So let's see what we got here. This guy looks like a nutcase. He has a little bow tie and round wire-rimmed glasses. <laughs> a dean at the Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, Texas, is essentially calling for United Nations shock troops to hunt down and silence all anti-vaxxers as a way to stop what he calls the anti-vax aggression. Echoing the fascism of genocidal maniacs like Hitler and Stalin, Peter Hotez displays his own brand of insanity by equating vi- vaccine skepticism with cyber criminals and nuclear ter- ter- terrorism, calling for an armed counteroffensive run by law enforcement to target and attack all who oppose vaccines including vaccine-damaged whistleblowers, apparently. Somehow, nature thinks that this is a scientifically worthy rant to publish, since nature is, of course, part of the very same uh, vaccine mafia that's currently targeting humanity for genocidal extermination. Much like an increasing number of hostile doctors and medical researchers who have become dangerous vaccine zealots, Hotez has abandoned any remaining pretense of informed consent and now believes all of humanity should be forced at gunpoint to not merely take all government-mandated vaccines, but to be threatened into silence at gunpoint if they disagree with pro-vaccine propaganda. He writes, All who writes about all this in a a seemingly deranged rant published by Nature, which states, Halting the spread of the coronavirus will require a high-level counteroffensive against new destructive forces. Efforts must expand to the realm of cybersecurity, law enforcement, public education, and international relations. A high-level interagency task force uh, reporting to the UN Secretary General could assess the full impact of anti-vaccine aggression and propose tough, balanced measures. The task force should include experts who have tackled the complex uh, global threats, such as terrorism, cyber attacks, and nuclear armament, because anti-science is now approaching similar levels of peril. (laughs) It is becoming increasingly clear that advancing immunization requires a counteroffensive. I'll get to my comments when we finish this. (laughs) What a joke. Hotez apparently supports vaccine violence against children, then calls those who oppose him aggressors. Of course, he's a typical liberal jackass. In his bizarre rant, Hotez claims there are targeted attacks on scientists, but doesn't name a single scientist who has been physically attacked, harmed, or killed by any so-called anti-vaxxer. It's actually the other way around. To halt his fictitious aggression, he then calls uh, for quite literally targeted armed attacks on anti-vaxxers, essentially explaining government forces must be weaponized and aggressively deployed against vaccine skeptics in order to stop anti-vax aggression by using a counteroffensive of law enforcement, who are obviously armed. Meanwhile... The very thing he continues to push, unsafe experimental vaccines, are inflicting medical violence against millions of innocent people around the world right now, spiking the VAERS reporting, uh, spiking the VAERS' reported uh, va- vaccine deaths by 16,000% in the first quarter of 2021 versus the first quarter of 2020. Vaccine violence against innocent men, women, and children appears to be perfectly okay with Peter Hotez. It is the whistleblowers trying to stop all the vaccine violence who must be threatened at gunpoint and terminated from existence, he implies. The real threat to humanity, says Hotes, is a vast anti-vaccine empire, which smacks of Hillary Clinton's claim of the vast right-wing conspiracy. And then, as you might expect, he invokes the Russians. Once again, it's all the Russians. I feel bad for the Russians. They get a real bad rip uh, in this day and age. If anything, it's the Chinese. Anyway, Hotez says uh, Russian intelligence organizations are behind uh, much of the vaccine disinformation that's currently published on the net. He then claims without evidence that such Russian disinformation campaigns are intended to destabilize the United States. Does he mean the, the same United States that's being deliberately destabilized by Joe Biden's lawless regime, uh, regime excuse me, uh, through wide-open borders, mad-money printing, rigged elections, and tyrannical medicine? Otez claims anti-vaccine groups target black communities, but deliberately lies and misleads Nature readers since the vaccine skeptics are actually warning black Americans about Tuskegee-like medical experiments that have long been known to deliberately harm blacks in the name of scientific progress. Is Hotez a Tuskegee denier? A Holocaust denier? (laughs) We won't get into that. He laments the fact that tens of thousands of vaccine doses are going unused. Well, you know, stick them all in your arm, bub. And uh, claims anyone who expresses any concern over the COVID vaccine, despite their shocking level of causing injuries and death, is falling prey to exaggerated fears and doesn't want to be treated like guinea pigs for some reason. Worst of all, Hotez yells fire in a crowded theater and uses the powerful platform of nature to call for governments to be weaponized against vaccine skeptics merely because he himself believes that he is right and they are wrong. Rather than picking up an AR-15 himself and hunting down and trying to kill vaccine whistleblowers, oh, please, would you please, (laughs) he begs government to commit the violence for him. Typical liberal schmuck. Sounds like a coward, not a scientist. Exactly. In my podcast, I'm calling for readers and fans to pray for this sad monster of a man, to pray that uh, he might set himself free from the evil demons who obviously possess his tired body, from what I can tell. Uh, Pray that he he may return to God and seek forgiveness for the crimes against humanity being committed by whatever twisted dark soul currently occupies his once human body. (sighs) He's more spiritual than I am. Anyway, uh, here's how to contact him using publicly available contact information published on the Baylor website. I insist uh, that if you choose to contact Hotez, be polite and do not engage in the kind of threats of violence that he levels against others. And uh, we do not have to uh, stoop to such lows. We have both truth, justice, and God on our side. I'm also officially inviting Peter Hotez to to an interview to allow him to answer questions should he choose to do so. I'm not holding my breath. And at the bottom of the thing is all the contact information for him. And this was done by Mike Adams, by the way, the health ranger. And I'll put a link to this in today's uh, uh, replay on the chat cast box. But what a bonehead. And again, this is typical of all these idiots that are calling for this kind of action against people who really are sticking with the science. The science shows that this stuff is dangerous, deadly, and there's no need for it. First and foremost, you have to always go back to the number one fact that A, this alleged virus has never even been officially uh, isolated. In other words, they cannot prove it exists. Nobody knows what is causing whatever is happening here. It could be just the flu, it could be 5G, could be any number of things but one thing that is definitely true and this is straight from the cdc is no one has ever isolated the alleged coronavirus so whether it exists or not who knows granted something is out there making people sick and people are dying but nobody knows for sure what it is because it's so freaking small you can't see it and they have never been able to isolate it and that tells you a whole lot right there Secondly, this illness, whatever it is, has a 99.9 plus percent survival rate for the vast majority of the world's population. The only people that are threatened by it are the people that are already circling the drain, so to speak. If you have 2.6 comorbidities, which is what the average is for the people that have died from this for the most part, they died from the other things like obesity type 2 diabetes heart conditions and those kind of things and this thing was just like something that it was the banana peel that they stepped on that helped them slip down the drain for the most part very very few people actually died from this alleged disease COVID-19 whatever it is okay they're saying half a million people in the United States, when it's actually about six percent of that, or maybe thirty thousand people out of three hundred and thirty million, drop in the bucket. More people die. Twice as many people die on average per year from the flu than have died from this. And yet, for some reason, this illness alone has caused us to shut down the world's economy, virtually destroy livelihoods, businesses, uh, just all and lives. All around the world, more people died from suicides and other things as a result of all these lockdowns and mandates than have died from the illness. And even more are going to die, allegedly more than 50 million Americans, according to Judy Mikovits, uh, will die from these alleged vaccines, which is monstrously higher than the people that conceivably could have died from the illness itself. Why? Because these things are the ultimate killing machine, according to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, and anyone who takes them is literally a fool, period. And this bozo <laughs> from Baylor College in Houston, Texas, is a leader of the pack. Just looking at this guy, you can see psychopath written all over his face. And he could care less. He, he believes that he is right, and as such he has the moral high ground to say that anybody that opposes what he believes needs to be taken out and shot. Well, guess what, Bub? (laughs) I encourage you to come to my house with whatever armaments you want. Bring your UN troops. That's okay. I don't mind shooting UN troops. But make sure that you're out front. Because you're getting yours first. And I will pray for you. When you get here, I'll ask you, if you were to die today, are you sure that you would go to heaven? Because you're about to find out. Anyway, this is the type of insanity that has come. And these people think that they're justified because they just are are right, according to them. Legends in their own minds. And again, you know, you go back to things as, sim- something as simple as the, uh, the Nuremberg Code. Look, look what happened in World War II, the experimenting on human beings without any uh, of, of informed consent from them, and everything that came out of that, regardless of what you think of the Holocaust, the Nuremberg trials did take place. And out of the Nuremberg trials came the Nuremberg Code, which had a lot of information in it about what you could and could not do when it came to mer- medical experimentation on human beings. The number one thing is they had to have informed consent they had to know what was going on they had to be presented with the facts with the potential side effects and they had to agree to go along with it we don't see that going on here and for some reason these people are violating the Nuremberg Code and doing it with you know impunity and they could care less and it's not just bozos like this idiot from Baylor the halls of Congress are loaded with these same kind of people. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Jerry Nadler, AOC, the list goes on and on and on. Not to mention old Sleepy Joe and the hoe in the White House and just outside. It's nuts. And uh, uh, Unplugs asking Has anyone in the chat room seen any videos claiming the George Floyd incident? <laughs> Was a psyop and carried out by crisis actors. I saw some of that uh, several months ago. Uh, the one you sent me last night was really good, and uh, I encourage other people to take a look at it. Uh, the language is a little rough, but that's to be expected. Um, there's also the same thing, the same kind of thing was done on the um, uh, January 6th uh, false flag at the Capitol. There's a lot of uh, good video evidence out there and analysis that pretty much uh, shows that the Ashley Babbitt shooting was all, all a PSYOP and made-for-TV movie. Um, there's just too much information that really points to that. I don't believe that George Floyd or Ashley Babbitt are dead. I think they're probably sitting somewhere sipping margaritas together. Um, and and planning for their Academy Awards for the uh, actors, uh, Crisis Actors uh, Guild. But uh, that's just me. (laughs) I think this whole thing was set up as a way to just, you know, further control and divide uh, the American people. But uh, anyway, there's plenty of stuff out there, and I encourage you to look for it because do your own research. There is plenty of stuff that points to this all being, you know, done for public consumption and just a, a real mess and in this day and age if you see it on TV you can't believe it you know the the capabilities of the uh, computer graph and computer-aided graphics and uh, graphic designs and stuff is just unbelievable the things they can do they can put people in places that they're not there it's literally Star Wars kind of stuff it's better than holograms uh, I've seen some of the things that they can do, and it's just hard.
0: green, green stuff Pharmaceutical drug guys just can't get enough They don't care if you live or you die Long as they get their piece of pie Mmm, my, my, my They convinced you it's the right drug for you But they didn't tell you what your liver goes through And just because some M.D. said jump, your body became a toxic dump.
1: Doesn't that sound like that yutz from uh, Baylor? Just because some M.D. said jump, your body became a toxic dump. And then you died. Well, I was able to find it. I went to uh, foxnews.com and put in a little thing about last night's message, and sure enough, I found it. I'm going to, this is 15 minutes long, but it's worth it. I'm going to go ahead and play at least, you know, if it gets to the point where it sounds like we need to stop, I will. But otherwise, I'm going to let this puppy roll, and then we'll talk about it. Here we go. Homeowners, this
2: incredible tip is just for you. Of course. If you owe less than. These for-
1: stupid ads at the beginning. <laughs> let me scroll and get through this thing, and then we will. Oh, there we go. Skip ad. And turn the
2: Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Here's a very simple question. How many Americans have died after taking the COVID vaccines? That's not Americans who've been killed by the virus. That's a huge number. It's how many Americans have died after getting the vaccines designed to prevent the virus? Do you know the answer to that question? Do you know anything about the downside? We know a lot about the upside of vaccines. We've been completely in favor of vulnerable people taking vaccines. But what about the potential risks? you think you would know more about that than you do. We talk a lot about vaccines constantly, not just on this show, but in this country. Joe Biden was on TV yesterday talking about vaccines. He wants you to get one. Everyone in authority wants you to get one. In fact, you probably already had your shot, and good for you. If you haven't had your shot, you're under enormous pressure to get your shot. You understand that soon you may not be able to fly on commercial airlines or go to work at the office or send your children to school if you don't have the shot. Meanwhile, the social pressure is enormous. Friends may have informed you already that you are not welcome at their parties or their weddings if you haven't been vaccinated. So there's a lot of pressure to comply. At some point, you probably will comply. It's just too difficult not to be vaccinated in this country. But before you do comply, ask yourself, do you know anything about the potential risks? Probably you don't know much. We assume the risks are negligible. Vaccines are not dangerous. That's not a guess. We know that pretty conclusively from the official numbers. Every flu season, for example, we give influenza shots to more than 160 million Americans. Every year, a relatively small number of people seem to die after getting those shots. To be precise, in 2019, that number was 203 people. The year before that, 2018, it was 119 people. In 2017, it was a total of just 85 people who died after getting the flu shot. Now, every death is tragic, obviously, but in big picture, we do not consider those numbers to be disqualified. We keep giving flu shots, and very few people complain about it. So the question is, how do those numbers compare to the apparent death rate from the coronavirus vaccines now being distributed across the country? That's worth knowing. So we checked today, and here's the answer. And these numbers come from the same set of government numbers that we just read to you from. Here they are. Between late December of 2020 and last month, a total of 3,362 people apparently died after getting the COVID vaccine in the United States. 3,362. That's an average of roughly 30 people every day. So what does that add up to? By the way, that reporting period ended on April 23, and we don't have numbers past that. Not quite up to date but we can assume that another 360 people at that rate have died in the 12 days since. So you put it all together, and that is a total of 3,722 deaths. That's almost 4,000 people who died after getting the COVID vaccines. The actual number is almost certainly higher than that, perhaps vastly higher than that. The data we just cited come from the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System, VAERS. VAERS is managed by the CDC and the FDA. Vares has received a lot of criticism over the years, some of it founded. Some critics have argued for a long time that Vares undercounts vaccine injuries. A report submitted to the Department of Health and Human Services in 2010 concluded that, quote, fewer than 1% of vaccine adverse events are reported by the Vares system, fewer than 1%. So So what is is the the real real number of people who apparently have been killed or injured by the vaccines? Well, we don't know that number. Nobody Nobody does, does. and we're not going to speculate about it on this show. But it's clear that what is happening now, for whatever reason, is not even close to normal. It's It's not even close to what we see in previous years with previous vaccines. Most vaccines are not accused of killing large numbers of people. The Menvio vaccine, for example, is given to people around the world, often children, to prevent bacterial meningitis. In this country, only one person died from that vaccine in the entire period between 2010 and 2015, one. So compare that to what is happening now with the coronavirus rollout. In just the first four months of this year, the U.S. government has recorded more deaths after COVID vaccinations than from all other vaccines administered in the United States between mid-1997 and the end of 2013. That is a period of 15 and a half years. Again, more people, according to VAERS, have died after getting the shot in four months during a single vaccination campaign than from all other vaccines combined over more than a decade and a half. Chart that out, it's a stunning picture. Now, the debate is over what it means. Again, there's a lot of criticism of the reporting system. Some people say, well, it's just a coincidence that someone gets a shot and then dies, possibly from other causes no one really knows is the truth we spoke to one physician today who actively treats COVID patients he described what we're seeing now as the single deadliest mass vaccination event in modern history whatever is causing it it is happening as we speak so you'd think that someone in authority might want to know what it is what's going on if the vaccine injury reporting system is flawed and clearly it is flawed why hasn't it been fixed and more to the point why has there not been an independent vaccine safety board impaneled to assess what is happening and reassure people who stumble across official government numbers on the internet. But amazingly, none of that has been done. No one even mentions the numbers. And in fact, you're not allowed to. You'll be pulled off the internet if you do. The people in charge do not acknowledge them. Instead, they warn us about what might happen if we don't take the vaccine. Here's Joe Biden.
1: No, there's a lot of misinformation out there. But there's one fact I want every American to know. People who are not fully vaccinated can still die every day from COVID-19. This is your choice. It's life and death.
2: People who are not fully vaccinated can still die every day from COVID-19, Joe Biden said. And as a factual matter, that is true. But it is also misleading. Not all Americans are at similar rates risk of dying from COVID-19. Some are relatively high risk, the old and the sick. They might want to get vaccinated, most do. Some are very low risk of dying, the young and the healthy. Others appear to be at essentially no risk at all. That would include anyone who's had COVID and recovered. Virtually all of those people seem to be immune, and that's true for many viruses. So those second two categories, the young and the healthy and the previously infected, may add up if you combine them to hundreds of millions of people in this country. The funny thing is the White House, the official policy makers who are designing the vaccine rollout, do not acknowledge that those categories even exist. Health authorities are pretending that everyone's health and risk potential is exactly the same as everyone else's. And that's why Joe Biden has demanded that 70 percent of all American adults, regardless of age, regardless of health condition, regardless critically of pre-existing antibodies from previous infections, get the COVID shot by the 4th of July, two months from now, or else. Now, this might be an acceptable policy, it would never be an ethical policy, but as a practical matter, it might be acceptable to the country if COVID vaccines, we could show conclusively, came with no risk, and if we truly understood the long-term effects of those vaccines. But neither one of those things is true. We know that according to the government reporting system, thousands of people have died after getting the shot. That is true in this country, where it's hotly debated when it's talked about at all. But it's also true in European countries, whose record-keeping on this question is, if anything, more reliable than ours. Many thousands of other people appear to have been injured after getting the vaccination. VAERS records nearly 900 non-fatal heart attacks in people who just received the shot. 2,700 people reported unexplained chest pains. In all, the vaccine, according to the government reporting system, appears to have contributed to at least 8,000 hospitalizations. Some of the side effects defy easy explanation. Researcher Alex Berenson has noted that coronavirus vaccines now account for almost one-third of all tinnitus reports in the VAERS database. Tinnitus, the ringing in your ears. The American Tinnitus Association says it has received many questions on that link. It's still not known if there is a link, but there's concern about it. Meanwhile, researchers at Oxford and UCLA have begun tracking coronavirus vaccine side effects across eight separate countries. What have they found, among other things, quote, Women aged 18 to 34 years old had a higher rate of deep vein thrombosis than men of the same age. They also found that heart attacks were, quote, common in people 85 years and older who'd taken the vaccine. They found some serious potential side effects in some children, quote, anaphylaxis and appendicitis were more common in young people. Now, vaccines are complicated medicines and as with any drug, it can take a long time to get it precisely right, the dosage, for example. And this is not the first time that people have been hurt during a vaccination campaign. That is bound to happen. But what's different this time and so striking is the reaction to these numbers. Here's a contrast for you. In 1976, the U.S. government vaccinated 45 million people for the swine flu. A total of 53 people reportedly died after getting that shot. And the U.S. government immediately halted the vaccination program. Why? Because the authorities decided it was too risky. It wasn't worth it. Contrast that with what's happening now. This time, our health authorities have reserved their energy for anyone who dares to question vaccines. LifeSite News, it's a nonprofit news organization, just found itself permanently banned from Facebook. Why? Because it reported government numbers from the VAERS database, something that we just did on the air. Famously, when podcaster Joe Rogan asked whether healthy young people ought to be getting the COVID vaccine, the media treated him like a war criminal. We know the anti-vaxxer conspiracy theories have been proliferating online, but it doesn't help it when people with major platforms feed that beast, like Spotify's $100 million man, Joe Rogan. Dr. Fauci, before I let you go, I do want you to weigh in on Joe Rogan. How frustrating is it for you um, for this misinformation to continue to spread about COVID-19, especially when there are folks still out there saying it's a hoax? It's disappointing. Joe Rogan is a hugely influential pe- person with a massive audience. It's mystifying why he would give people such bad information that it puts them in harm's way. Joe Rogan, who is one of the world's highest paid and most popular podcast hosts, is giving air to anti-vaccine narratives. Anti-vaccine narratives. He did nothing of the sort. Almost everything you just heard was a lie that obscured a very simple and potentially relevant question that he asked, which is, should healthy young people receive the vaccine? We're not precisely sure what the risks are. It is a lie to say there are no risks. There are risks in everything, including in getting a vaccine. So why not rationally weigh the risk-reward ratio, as we do with every decision that we make? For that, he was denounced as an anti vaxxer kook A danger to public safety. Yahoo News published a piece entitled, Joe Rogan, who's not a doctor, in contrast to the Yahoo News report, gives terrible vaccine advice. Keep in mind, this is the same Yahoo News that published this piece, quote, five things Bill Gates wants you to know about COVID-19 variants. One of the very few elected officials in the country who has said a word about any of this, who's asked the obvious questions, Not attacking vaccines, wondering about their effects, which is a legitimate thing to do, is Republican Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Last week, Johnson asked Francis Collins, the director of NIH, why so many Americans, according to the government's own numbers, appear to be dying after getting the shot. Maybe there's a good answer for that. Collins wouldn't even acknowledge that was happening. Instead, Collins fretted that if the population focuses too much on the potential harm from vaccines, people might be hesitant to get them. I challenge his use of the term vaccine hesitancy, Ron Johnson told us in a conversation today. I told him that based on the VARE's deaths and my conversations with people who have chosen not to get vaccinated, a better description would be people who are hesitant to be coerced into participating in the largest drug trial in history, end quote. Why is that an unfair description, exactly? There's a reason that many states have more vaccine doses than they can use. Some people just don't want the vaccine, and that is their right, period. And not all of them are crazy. Health decisions used to be considered personal choices. We didn't ask about them. They were considered personal as recently, by the way, as last fall. It was in September of 2020, at the height of the presidential campaign, that a CNN reporter asked Kamala Harris whether she would be willing to take the coronavirus vaccine once it became available. Her response, quote, well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us, Harris responded. I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. A month later, at the vice presidential debate, Harris was, if anything, more emphatic on the subject. Quote, if Donald Trump tells us we should take the vaccine, she declared, I'm not going to take it. Kamala Harris has, of course, since changed her mind, she's no longer skeptical of the vaccine, nor does she tolerate the skepticism of others. Instead, she's an enthusiastic participant in COVID theater, and that's really the only name for it. Just today, Kamala Harris and her husband made a point of kissing each other in front of photographers while wearing masks. They did that despite the fact that they are married, that they live together, that they were standing outside at the time, and despite the fact that both have been vaccinated. Now a number of crude jokes come to mind, but for once we're gonna pass on that. What exactly are we watching here? We're watching the crudest kind of propaganda designed by the cynical for the benefit of a population they consider stupid and weak and malleable. And it's not just Kamala Harris. Everyone is in on it, even the corporate comedians. Watch this buffoon do what we assume is an unpaid ad for Moderna.
0: Oh, but you read something on Facebook? Your friend from high school who sells jewelry, she
2: posted it? The one who's 53 and still builds dollhouses? What? On whose podcast? Is he a doctor? No? Scientist? No? Can he name one of the ingredients in the vaccine? Can he point to his gabella? Then tell him to shut
3: the f*** up! The gabella's right here, by the way.
2: Get the vaccine.
3: Get the vaccine. Just get the vaccine! Roll the f*** up and get the vaccine!
2: And tell your friend
3: on Facebook to stick to jewelry.
2: doesn't make you laugh it makes you nervous why are they talking to you that way why are they giving you the finger on tv and no matter how many fingers they give you it doesn't change what remains true for the country if american citizens are going to be forced to take this vaccine or any other medicine they have an absolute right to know what it is and what it affects might be and they have an absolute right to ask that question without being silenced or censored or mocked or given the finger and no, and no amount of happy talk or coercion, coercion or appeals or to false patriotism can change that, period.
1: And there is the end of it. And uh, that will be posted in the uh, link or the uh, show description as well. I've already put it on my, uh, 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 what do you call it? <laughs> I <can never> remember. <laughs> the Telegram channel. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's interesting when I search for that uh, before I had to go straight to Fox News. Uh, because I just, I, I initially just put it into DuckDuckGo, um, should have been going into uh, uh, Start Page, but for some reason, even though I have Start Page set up, it still goes to DuckDuckGo. But anyway, even on uh, DDG, um, when I put in, I put in uh, Tucker Carlson on vaccine deaths was the initial search I did. And uh, then I had to do May 5th, but because um, he's talked about it in the past, but It came up with just a litany. Tucker Carlson's uh, sickening vaccine question turned, you know, such and such. Uh, Tucker Carlson makes BS claim. 30 people uh, every day are. Uh, Tucker Carlson is attacked by uh, attacking the COVID-19 vaccine again. Tucker Carlson falsely claims the COVID-19 vaccine is. Tucker Carlson claims 30 people are dying a day. And it just goes on and on and on and on. Uh, Sending people to their deaths. (laughs) uh, two COVID, uh, vaccine questions that no one will answer. Um, but that one was actually from Fox news. That was the first, uh, non negative hit that came out. Um, and it just goes on and on and on. They have just, uh, loaded the internet with anything they can come up with that will, uh, shed negative light on these articles. Now, granted, at the beginning, you know, and I understand this, Fox is basically, uh, in general, pro-vaccine, but the fact that a pro-vaccine network is allowing him to uh, question these things and bring out some real facts is, is refreshing, in my opinion, because all this time, I have not seen a single thing about it, and now, all of a sudden, You know, he's actually bringing out CDC numbers, and uh, they're relatively accurate. Uh, We're pushing 4,000 people died in deaths in this country so far. There's over 6,000 in the UK, or not the UK, but the EU. Um, And it goes on and on and on. And we started asking some of those questions, my Horshack hand went up there. Oh, oh, pick me, pick me. I know, I know. (laughs) Oh, good grief. And, of course, that little ad at the end, is he a doctor? The last person I would ask about a COVID-19 vaccine is your run-of-the-mill MD, because quite frankly, by their own admission, if they're being honest, they don't know squat about vaccines other than the BS propaganda they're told in medical school. And I get this over and over and over again. You know, the people that are being honest will say we never learned anything about vaccines in medical school other than the mantra Vaccines are safe, they're effective, they're rigorously tested, and you need to get them, period. That's what MDs, that's what the average MD knows about vaccines. So these these morons that are asking these questions, oh, is he a doctor? Does he know anything about, can he name one ingredient? Most doctors can't name one ingredient in any of these things. So don't give me that crap. You know, the average person out there on the internet doing research knows more about vaccines than any 10 MDs that you can pick out of the public lineup are the yellow pages. So, you know, don't give me any crap about that. Yeah. You know, uh, antifreeze, monkey kidney cells. I put in aborted fetal tissue, unplugged uh, uh, polysorbate 80, yellow dye five, everything a growing boy needs (laughs) Uh, from the movie Die Hard. Yep. Um, you know, just tons of this crap, you know, there's nothing good in these things. And then don't forget, you know, when we're talking about the alleged, uh, you know, COVID bioweapons, let's not forget the, um, lipid, uh, what do they call them? Um, uh, nanoparticles, nano, whatever's, uh, you know, there's so much garbage in there. It's just unbelievable, but there's nothing good. And again, um, I'm reading my I think seventh book on COVID, and it's uh, it's the fourth one put out by Alex Berenson uh, on uh, COVID nineteen and lockdowns, and it's about vaccines. and He's starting to get into the details about the number of people that are, you know, you know we've had almost 120 thousand adverse events, you know, serious adverse events reported to the VAERS system, and by their own admission they only get about 1% of adverse events that actually take place are reported to VAERS. So if we have had almost 4,000 deaths reported, then we're looking at somewhere, if you figure even 10%, we're looking at 40,000 deaths to 400,000 deaths from these alleged vaccines. That is not acceptable by any any stretch of the imagination. And those are real numbers that these bozos that are pushing everybody to roll up their sleeves are either unaware of or they are aware of and just flat don't care because they're out to kill people, not to make them healthy. (sighs) Do your own research. Do not take anybody. Don't take my word for it. Don't take anyone's word for it. Do your own research. Come to your own informed consent as to what you're going to do. That's the bottom line. That is what we're trying to do in compliance with the Nuremberg Code. But uh, one of the books I'm reading right now is a really wonderful book called, uh, oh, this is the wrong book. (laughs) This is the unreported truth. Uh, This is called uh, Vaccines, the Biggest Medical Fraud in History. And um, I'm going back here to a thing I found the other day when I was reading, um, where is it? Uh, shoot, I have to back up a little bit. I don't know if I can find it right away. Um, but according to this book, which has you know, been around, and there's been several others, um, the people back in the early days, the days of Edward Jenner in the late 1700s, most people were not a fan of that guy. And where is this thing? I should have had it keyed up or queued up. Um where is it? Oh, here we go. Um, in the 1800s, vaccination was associated with blood poisoning. Edward Jenner, uh, credited with inventing vaccination, borrowed the idea from dairymaids. Therefore, vaccination was founded upon superstition. This is sub. This subject is discussed in detail in the books of the History of Vaccination series. One of the most prominent physicians at the time did not have nice things to say about Edward Jenner. Now, this man, Jenner, had never passed a medical examination in his life. He belonged to the good old times when George uh, III was king, when medical examinations were not compulsory. Jenner looked upon the whole thing as a superfluity. Uh, It was not until 20 years after he was in practice that he thought it advisable to get a few letters after his name. Consequently, he communicated uh, with a a Scottish university and obtained a degree of doctor of medicine for a sum of 15 pounds and nothing more. (laughs) He bought his degree, in other words. (laughs) Makes me wonder if Fauci did the same thing. What Jenner discovered, though... Hardly original in its uh, general principle was that it pays for uh, far better to scare 100% of the fools in the world, the vast majority, into buying vaccines than it does to treat the small minority who really get smallpox, who cannot afford to pay anything. Is that not, is that not a telling statement as to far where, where we're at now with big pharma? They lie and lie and lie and lie. You never hear anything about a specific disease being dangerous until they roll out a vaccine to deal with it. You know, measles was nothing more than a childhood infection that every you know it was a rite of passage as a child until we've got a vaccine now. Now it's a life-threatening disease. disease.
0: DIY Health Radio, you're
1: DIY Health Radio, you're DIY Health Radio Sergeant Jim Graham, if you can call me Sergeant Radio Welcome back to hour number two of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. And uh, we've, as usual, been talking about the alleged COVID-19 vaccines, a.k.a. bioweapons. And um, the information out there that is starting to show up, um, that telling just how dangerous these things are, is really, really getting scary. You know, it's bad enough when you have a have something out there, and if someone decides they want to get it, fine. That's up to them. It's their deal, their life, whatever. The problem is, is these things are not that simple. There is mounting evidence now that shows that not only the person who rolls up their sleeve and takes one of these bioweapons is the only person going to be affected by it. Because of the way they work, they cause your body to produce the spike proteins that allegedly cause the disease. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm just going by what the experts are saying, the, the smart ones, <laughs> the ones who have actually done the research. Um, people like uh, Sherry Tempenny and Judy Mikovitz and um, uh, Sukharit Bhakti and so many others that basically these things are being transmitted from the bioweapon recipients to anyone in close proximity to them and there is no apparent time frame because the way these things work is there's no off switch they turn your your body starts producing these things and they don't stop so theoretically from the time someone receives one of these bioweapons to the time they die they could potentially be passing these things on to other people to make them sick. The the one good thing I can see is if you have a strong immune system, you will not be affected by these things being transmitted. But others who do not will potentially get sick. The good news is that's all that will happen. And most people will survive that without any problem. Uh, the people that roll up their sleeves for these things, on the other hand, are basically putting a time bomb into their system. You know, and that's the thing. You have two um, two types of reactions. You have the long-term and the short-term. The short-term ones are the ones that are generally reported, if it, at all, to the various system because they happen... Uh, very shortly after receiving the injection. And those things are normally short-lived. They're not the the really dangerous things. They're the ones like the sore muscles at the point of injection, um, nausea, uh, headaches, things like that. They usually show up within a few hours to a day or two after getting the thing, and they, they clear up within a few days usually. And then you're back to, well, you think you're back to normal. You just don't notice that you still have a problem. But the ones that are really bad, the ones that can be um, life-altering or or deadly, are the ones that show up days and weeks and months later. And that's the thing that uh, caused Dr. Tenpenny to call these things the perfect killing machines, is they can basically, someone could get both doses and seemingly not have any problems. And then down the road, because of the way these things work, you could end up getting a common cold that kills you. And, of course, there is little evidence at that point, you know, especially the way the medical community works, they would never, ever assume uh, several months down the road that that the alleged vaccine had anything to do with this person's death. It was just a fluke. It was just a coincidence. And what have we been saying for quite some time now? Vaccines are the number one cause of coincidence. Um, that's what's going on here. And we're going to have a whole bunch of people just keeling over. And the thing is, it's going to be interesting to watch, really. Um, all these, last night I saw a commercial said you know, something like the, the NBA cares. And it was all these uh, former NBA stars um i don't know i don't know any of them i'm not an mb i'm not a sports person but supposedly it was people that you know there was a name or two that i remembered at the time or i recognized, but i don't remember now uh, like cream and abdul jabbar and some of the others that you know guys that are up in years that are getting these injections now um and they're all being recorded you know we're doing it to you know show that we care All this insanity, and I'm waiting to see how long will it be before those same people in that commercial all start dropping like flies. Because, I mean, we've seen it already uh, with, uh, who was it, Uh, the home run uh, champ. Anyway, again, I'm not a sports person. But, you know, you've had all these people that have uh, gone on record uh, publicly getting them, and a day or two later, they're dead. And probably is going to be the same thing happening with all these guys from the NBA and whoever else. And, you know, Hollywood, fine with me. (laughs) You know, most of the people in Hollywood, you know, aren't doing us any good anyway. Um, So the sooner their history, the better, as far as I'm concerned. But the thing is, is, you know, I've reached the point where, you know, instead of saying uh, we don't want to do this, let's accelerate it all. You know, you want to wear a face mask, put the whole fricking box on your face. You know, uh, if you want to get the vaccine, don't stop with two doses, you know, get one every month and you know, for the next year, uh, all these extra doses that are left over. Hey, give them to the people that already got them that think they want more. You know, they want to be super protected, give them extra doses, you know, and just, let's just get that steam, uh, head of steam going and get that snowball rolling downhill nice and fast. You know, and, and basically we'll end up purging the the herd, uh, calling the herd and we'll get back to the people that have some common sense and all the rest of them will be in a hole somewhere. Um, I'm tired of arguing with them, you know, if they want to get it, they can get it. You know, you're not going to convince these boneheads that they're wrong and let them, let them find out their own way. Uh, but the thing is, is and this is one of the things, the point that Tucker was making, is your, your medical information, your medical decisions are a personal, private choice. Nobody has the right to say that you need to get this. You got that idiot Sleepy Joe. I want 70 million Americans. Everybody needs to get it. If you're not fully vaccinated, you can still die from this. You know, if you are fully vaccinated, you have a better chance of dying from it and from the alleged vaccine as well. So don't give me that garbage. You know, I'm, I'm sick of these people just putting out their propaganda, acting like they're holier than now. They've got their little uh, pulpit that they're standing on, preaching them the, the lies, and the generally dumb public is out there just rolling up their sleeves, being stupid, and taking it. Hey, knock yourself out. You know, you keep talking about how the world is uh, overpopulated, which it's not. You know, the entire population of the world could fit in the state of Texas, and the rest of the world would be totally empty. Nothing but birds, bees, animals, stuff like that, bugs. The entire world population could fit in the state of Texas, and you'd still have room, you know, you'd have plenty of elbow room. But that's how overpopulated the world is. You know, that's the lie that they're trying to tell people. And that idiot Gates, you know, by the way, I have the same medical credentials that Bill Gates has. I'm going to make a T-shirt with that on it. (laughs) That's another good one. (laughs) You know, people are sitting there listening to that jackass. Spewing his crap. And it's all all he wants to do is kill off people. And he's on record as wanting to, you know, reduce the world's population. And on record... Using vaccines to do it. Why on earth would anybody with two brain cells to rub together ever take a vaccine from a company that he was related with? Can you say Moderna? There's no sense in it. And people are just, you know, as far as I'm if you're dumb enough to and you know follow this line of crap and fall in for it, you know, shame on you. You know, you get what's coming to you. Uh, Let's see, Unplug says, I was in a packed restaurant yesterday, full capacity, no way of knowing who is or is not vaccinated. I know that's something that's starting to make me nervous. You know, this this garbage about, uh, you know, people, you know, my wife was asking me the other day something about, uh, I don't even know how we got on this topic, but, you know, going to Hawaii. We were supposed to go to Hawaii. It would have been our eighth trip last year and couldn't because of this COVID crap. And I flat told her, you know, and I said, I will never fly commercial ever again as long as they're doing the stuff they're doing. Well, I guess I'll have to go by myself. I said, knock yourself out. I said, but if you get a vaccine, you might as well plan on staying there because you ain't coming back home to this house. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not wearing a face diaper. I'm not taking a vaccine, a shot, anything else. And I'm not going to live around anybody who has. Uh, that's just all there is to it. And the the thing is, it's going to be a separating event in a way that people aren't expecting. Everybody's trying to ostracize those who will not get the shots. When the people have gotten that aren't getting them are starting to realize that, hey, you know, I'm not going to be around people that have. And you're seeing more and more businesses now, doctors' offices saying, if you've had these things, you're not allowed to come in. And good for them. There need to be more of that. We need to start pushing back. And being the ones, you know, another T-shirt. If you've had the COVID injection, stay away from me. Um, I don't want anything to do with you. You know, not. But the thing is, is I, you know, I, I had breakfast yesterday with a couple of retirees from my department that, you know, I knew and had the vac, you know, the thing several months ago, and, you know, one guy was across the table from me, and it was like. uh, I didn't think too much about it because I know I've got a strong immune system, and I believe I've already had it and probably have uh, antibodies, um, so I'm not that concerned. But just the same, I'm not going to make it a point to go out and rub elbows with people that, you know, if I don't know somebody, you know, if I know them, they're a friend. I might give them a little bit of grace, but if they're, you know, a total stranger and I see that any indication that they've received one of these bioweapons, I will do everything I can to uh, make sure that they know that I'm staying away from them because they are dirty. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's and you look again back in the biblical days when someone had leprosy, they had to go around shouting, unclean, unclean, stay away from me, I'm, you know don't get near me. That's what ought to be done. There should be some kind of indication on these people that have had these things saying that that's exactly what it is. Um, letting people with common sense know to avoid them because they're dirty. And again, it looks like it's gonna, it's not something that you can just um, put them in isolation for two weeks or something like that. As long as they're drawing breath, they're going to be given these, you know, expelling this stuff because their body's going to continue to make it from what we're seeing. So, you know, it's not a short-term thing. It's a, you know, for the rest of their life kind of a deal. Um uh, I'm immune, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to divide us, and I think you know, it may get to the point where it starts being drawn by the state lines. You're going to have the red states and the blue states and the purple states. You know, I, I would consider Ohio a purple state. You know we' we've got a Republican general Assembly, we've got a Republican governor, but half the time they act like Democrats. You know, I don't ex- expect to see, uh, constitutional con- you know, carry in the state anytime soon. I don't expect to see a reduction or re- uh, a backing off of these stupid mandates on face diapers. Um, they're just that, you know, just wimps. And but you know, when you got like Texas and 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 South Dakota, Florida, you know, I'm seriously considering moving to. You know, I would consider South Dakota before I'd consider the other two um, because. South Dakota is, A, it's more remote. Fewer people want to go there. You know, I, I want to go where the where most people don't. You know, most people want to go to Florida or Texas because it's, you know, generally warm there and that kind of thing. Yeah. No, thank you. Give me a cold state where everybody else isn't. I want the lowest per capita population I can find. You know, Montana is a possibility, but they're kind of funky on their politics, too. Um, but the thing is, you never know. You know, everything could be doing great, like South Dakota with Chris Nome. Noem. thing could be great, but the next person that gets elected governor might be a flaming liberal. Who knows? Um, but, you know, all the more reason I want to get my boat and hit the high seas. <laughs> you know, I can control things a little bit better that way. But uh, we just have to wait and see what happens. But let's look at some of the other things. Here's some crazy stuff going out here. Unbelievable. The AP or Associated Press says COVID-19 vaccine reactions are caused by anxiety and are simply a a product of imagination. Can you believe this crap? Yeah, I'm I'm anxious about it. So when I get this thing, I'm going to die. You know, actually, most of the people that have these problems, they willingly took the injections. They were all excited about it. They weren't anxious. They went out there and they got the things because they wanted them. They were bragging about them. and then they died. Now, now if it was a forced situation like they're trying to do, if they were you know pointing a gun at your head saying, we're going to take this or you're going to shoot me? I'd say, shoot me if you think you can. Uh, but I ain't taking it. You know that would be an anxiety type situation. But the vast majority of people that have had problems from these things, they weren't anxious. They were excited. They were proud. They were bragging. They did all that stuff, and there was no anxiety about it. So don't give me that garbage. But they're saying thousands of Americans who died or became seriously injured after being jabbed with the Wuhan coronavirus bioweapons are victims of not the vaccine's contents, but their own anxiety. Bull crap. Officials from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a private corporation posing as a government agency, exactly, say that an investigation they conducted determined that people's own fears are responsible for vaccine adverse effects. Again, the people that took these things weren't fearful, they were excited. They, were, they couldn't wait to get these things. Don't tell me it was anxiety it's just more bs that they're coming out to, with to put a, you know to, to put a spin on what they can't th- dispute. These things are toxic, they are deadly and they are killing people. The person's state of mind had nothing to do with it. If anything because they were so positive, if there was a way to survive it, they should have because generally a positive mental attitude Will keep you alive in times. You know, people have, that should have died from cancer stayed alive because they had a positive attitude about it. So that just shows how deadly these things really are. Because these people that took them were all excited. They were all glad. They couldn't wait to get it. I'm so proud that I was the first one to get injected. Oh, I'm dead. This is a big, just a huge crock. They'll come up with anything they possibly can to skirt the truth that these things are dangerous and deadly, period. I'm not going to go through the whole article because I'm just just going to be banging my head against the wall. Um, Government caught scrubbing COVID-19 vaccine injuries and deaths. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) Yeah. That's why Tucker was saying, why don't we fix the VAERS system? Oh, ask me, ask me. They don't want to fix the VAERS system. If they had their way, the VAERS system wouldn't even freaking exist. So, you know, the doctors never report it because they're brainwashed into believing that there's, you know, vaccines are safe and effective. It couldn't possibly be the vaccine that caused your child to grow another eye or to uh, re- re- regress into a state of autism after doing a great job of, produ- uh, you know, progressing. Uh, it's just, there's no reason. Anyway, Dr. Peter McCulloch, one of the world's premier medical doctors who specializes in treating the Wuhan coronavirus, told journalist Alex Newman during a recent interview that the United States government is lying about the true number of Chinese virus vaccine reactions that are occurring. (laughs) That one surprised me a bit. The government strategy, McCulloch says, which is coordinated with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, no surprise there, and the World Health Organization, again, no surprise there has resulted in tens of thousands of unnecessary deaths that are being ignored or swept under the rug. This is unprecedented because the government has pulled past drugs and vaccines from the market for far less. But this is a wholly different situation. Between December 14th and April 23rd, Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed jabs caused at least 3,544 deaths, along with 12,619 serious injuries. Neither the Food and Drug Administration nor the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, however, are at all concerned. No, that's just the tip of the iceberg. They want to kill as many people as they can. That's what they're trying to do. A typical new drug at about five, uh, five deaths, unexplained deaths, we get a black box warning. Your listeners would see it on TV saying it may cause death, McCulloch stated. And then at around 50 deaths, it's pulled off the market. but those things aren't intended to kill people as much as these are back in 1976 during the swine flu crisis the u.s. attempted to jab some 55 million americans but stopped the program after 500 cases of paralysis and 25 deaths were reported (laughs) and we had more than that in the first day i would bet Compare that to the Wuhan shots of today, which are still being aggressively pushed despite untold thousands of injuries and deaths. In the U.S. today, as of late March, we have approximately 77 million people vaccinated for the COVID, and we have 2,602 deaths reported. So it's unprecedented how many deaths have occurred, uh, McCulloch further explained. Then on March 8th, the CDC announced that they're on their website that with very little fanfare, that they had reviewed about 16,000 deaths with unnamed FDA doctors, and they indicated not a single death was related to the vaccine he added. (laughs) I think that was concerning in the academic community. Yeah, right. They just blow them off. Oh, no, that was just coincidence. Vaccines are the number one cause of coincidence, of course. Had the CDC truly conducted such an investigation, McCulloch says, it would have taken months to complete. Instead, the CDC rolled, out, uh, rolled it out in a matter of days to declare all of the jabs are safe and effective so the program would continue. And yet, the vast majority of the generally dumb public, the sheeple, the bubus americanus, will willingly roll up their sleeves because Tom Brokaw said it was okay. Or whoever. Don't watch mainstream news either. I don't know who's there anymore. I have chaired uh, and participated in dozens of data safety monitoring boards and sat on those com- uh, committees. And I can tell you that th- this type of work would have taken many months to review all the labs, the death certificates, and all the circumstances of an event, McCulloch explained. It is impossible for unnamed regulatory doctors without any experience with COVID-19 to opine that none of the deaths were related to the vaccines. Another factor to consider is that only about 1 to 10 percent of all vaccine-related deaths even get logged into the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. This suggests that many thousands more deaths are not even included in the official numbers even without this missing data chinese virus injections are already proving to be far more dangerous than essential than seasonal flu shots and more dangerous than the disease they're trying to prevent keep that in mind every year 20 to 30 deaths from flu shots are reported to the various based on 195 million injections numbers are a little they're off from what tucker was saying but still you know within range Wuhan flu shots, on the other hand, have already caused at least 2,602 deaths based on 77 million injections. So the U.S. government has made a decision along with the stakeholders, the CDC, the NIH, the FDA, Big Pharma, World Health Organization, Bill Gates Foundation. They have made a commitment to mass vaccination slash genocide. That's my addition. As the solution to the COVID pandemic. And we are really going to be witness to what's going on or what's going to happen in history. We're sitting on right now the biggest number of vaccine deaths. There's been tens of thousands of hospitalizations, all attributable to the vaccine and going strong. So, you want to get your shot, just do your own due diligence, do your own research. 35-year-old woman dies of brain hemorrhage 11 days after receiving the J&J vaccine. Social distancing and occupancy limits completely pointless, MIT study finds. (laughs) Coronavirus survivors who receive the Pfizer vaccine more likely to experience adverse reactions, UK study finds. (laughs) The stem bark of black stinkwood. (laughs) has anti-diabetic and anti-inflammatory properties. Woohoo! <laughs> Good old, you have some black stinkwood. Australia to phase out single-use plastics by 2025. Oh, boy. Giant asteroid on collision course with Earth could not be stopped by a nuclear bomb. NASA simulation shows. Well, I guess we're all going to die. Paging Ron DeSantis. Aging Ron DeSantis, journalist, faces 20 years in prison for investigating corruption at Florida Women's Shelter. <laughs> oh, boy. Report, student body president advocates to murder cops. Says, I hate white people so much it's not even funny. Yeah, this was, a, oh, this is a different one. I was thinking it was the one out in California. Somebody, some girl that was running for the student council president or something and, uh, was Stanford or one of the California universities basically says she wants to exterminate all white people. This one is a student body president of Virginia Commonwealth University was uh, recently discovered posting...
0: On your TV, and all you ever see is ask your doctor if it's right for you and me. So when you ask your doctor, what do you think he'll say? Of course it's right, you dummy. Let's get you hooked on it today. Wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude. They don't care if you
1: live or you die,
0: long as they get their piece of pie. Mm,
1: my, my, my. And we are back. And uh, unplugged asked me to play this. I'm thinking this is the it looks different from what I've seen in the past, but um, exosome theory versus virus theory. And it's about ten minutes long. We'll go ahead and play it here. Let me turn the volume back on. Hopefully this is the right one. Uh it looks different, but um let's go ahead and see what it says. Hello.
2: how are we doing today? I have for you a video that is much, very much more on the technical side today. And this hopefully will give me more, quote, unquote, scientific explanation, raise a scientific discussion about coronavirus. When I watched it, it seemed very logical, based on science, which people really like. So I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts. It's about, it's about the difference between exosome theory and virus theory, and how they're similar, but different. So enjoy.
3: Do you have an open mind? Can you suspend judgment for a moment? Most people can't. But what if your job depends on it? What if the freedom to hug people depends on it? What if your life depends on it? Here's a new theory. First, consider that we live in a world where everything is toxic. The soil, the water, the air, our food, even our medicines are toxic. Even stress can be toxic. Now imagine that all these toxins are poisonous to us on a cellular level, imagine that our cells have a defense and respond to this situation. Poisoned genetic material, either RNA or DNA, is packaged up and sent out of the cell in tiny balls of protein. Let's call these balls of genetic material exosomes. Let's imagine that exosomes can act as messages to alert other cells of a particular poison, and so all throughout the body, more and more cells package up the poisoned material and release it. Also, at certain times of the year due to temperature cycles, humans tend to purge a high number of these poisons genetic materials out of the body, resulting in symptoms of illness. These exosomes neither cause illness nor are they infectious, though they do appear to spread throughout the body. Now, that's exosome theory. Let's move on to the established theory of viruses. Viruses are generally regarded as not alive. They have no cellular structure and do not reproduce on their own, though we do have trillions of them inside our bodies. They are tiny bits of genetic material, either RNA or DNA, packaged in tiny protein balls that appear to exit and enter cells. Sound familiar? We believe that some of these entities are infectious and pathogenic, transmitting amongst humans and reproducing inside our bodies, causing illness and death. So let's look at the situation for this coronavirus and compare what is happening to these two theories. Let's first consider the origin story of the coronavirus. A group of people had a respiratory illness unresolved by antibiotics. Some medical officials began looking, of course, for a virus. What they eventually found under the electron microscope were small protein balls being excreted by the cell. Okay, first comparison. This would make sense in both exosome theory and virus theory. Then they searched for and found an RNA fragment that they had not seen before in some of these patients. This would make sense in both exosome theory and virus theory. Now they did not prove that they could infect somebody or an animal with a purified form of this so-called virus. They simply assumed that this RNA fragment was the cause of the illness they saw in some patients, and they assumed it was contagious. So do you know how the tests work? It's not a binary test, like a pregnancy test. It's called a PCR test, and it involves amplifying genetic material by doubling it in dozens of cycles until you have billions or trillions of the original molecules and then using those results to determine if you have enough of the identified RNA fragment to be considered positive. Here's the thing, at a certain point of amplification, every single person would test positive. They use an arbitrary cutoff point where they stop doubling the material. That cutoff point is different amongst different tests for COVID-19. In fact, there were 10 different cutoff points amongst 33 tests approved by the FDA. Seems a little strange, right? You might find it interesting that the Nobel Prize-winning inventor of the test did not believe it should be used to diagnose infectious illness. And perhaps you've heard about some of the problems with the test, such as the high rate of false positives, but in any case, let's say that after 37 times of doubling a specific genetic material they found in your body, they determine that you have enough of the RNA they are looking for to be considered positive. This could make sense in both exosome theory and virus theory. But clearly there are clusters of people getting ill. Look at New York City. It must be a virus. However, if you are being poisoned by something in your environment, it's likely people near you are too. And if we commonly purge these poisons during specific times of the year, Many people may have symptoms of illness all at once. This fits either theory. Now, here's where things get interesting. Let's go to the Diamond Princess cruise ship situation. Did you know that people who were bunked together for days had conflicting positive and negative tests? How could one person have this highly infectious illness but not transmit it to somebody bunking with them for days? This would make sense in exosome theory, where the balls of RNA are not contagious, but it would not make sense for virus theory, where the balls of RNA are supposed to be highly infectious. Let's take a look at the first case of transmission in Illinois. A woman traveled to Wuhan, came back, and both she and her chronically ill husband ended up testing positive. Medical authorities then tracked over 300 people who had had close contact with them to see who acquired the virus. And guess what? Zero positives. This again would make sense in exosome theory since exosomes are not contagious. But it would not make sense for virus theory where this is supposed to be an infectious virus. In fact, do you know that there are many documented cases all around the world of patients testing positive for this rna fragment with no relevant travel history and no known possible contact with somebody who was infected these were people in the middle of nowhere early on in this whole crisis who suddenly were testing positive this would make sense again in exosome theory where the rna is being produced as an immune response within our cells But it would not make sense for virus theory, where you are supposed to have had contact with somebody with the virus. What about the high levels of people testing positive who don't get sick? In fact, 80% of people testing positive are either asymptomatic or have slight cold symptoms. Why? This would make sense in exosome theory, since the RNA fragments are not the cause of the illness. But it would not make sense for virus theory where this virus is supposed to cause the illness. Things get even stranger. Did you know that some people go from testing positive to testing negative to testing positive again in a matter of days? That would make sense for exosome theory where perhaps the cells are simply releasing more or less of these exosomes depending on certain conditions. But it doesn't make sense in virus theory where you are supposedly infected until you have rid yourself of the virus. So which of these theories seems more likely to you? What if you heard that there are virologists who believe that viruses are actually exosomes? What if I told you that doctors and other scientific experts also believe this? Ultimately, regardless of which theory you believe in at this point, the established infectious virus theory or the emerging theory of exosomes? How confident are you in the PCR test? Are you really interested in having your life hinge on the results you get from this potentially meaningless test? Do you want your loved ones tested? Do you want to be tested? Or shall we perhaps refuse the test?
2: I hope that leveled you up in your science knowledge department. Hope we all have a better understanding about how viruses work and wondering if this is really a virus. Let me know your thoughts below. Don't forget to subscribe. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Stay safe and healthy.
1: Very interesting. I've played that before, and I'm I'm glad Unplugged asked me to play it again. Uh, That should really make you think. You know, it uh, there's a lot of questions here, and the thing is, is the the powers that be, the so-called intelligentsia, the Fauci's and the like, are all acting like it's settled science. There's no question. This is a virus. It you know, it came from a bat, even though Nancy Pelosi denies having anything to do with it. Um, you know, the the whole thing is a big question mark, and one of the big problems with this whole thing, number one, they've never isolated it. They've never been able to prove that it uh, falls uh, within the uh, things, you know, the parameters of Cox, Cox postulates, which basically says you find the thing, you isolate it, you put it into an animal or a human and see that it produces the same results, the same symptomology that you originally saw. And so far that hasn't been done. So there's no real proof that there is a virus, period. And exosomes is much better. The question is what's causing it, whether it's, you know, I still say could very well be the 5G, the electromagnetic radiation. It could also be a uh, bacterial infection. I keep going back to the fact that the the Italians, um, to their credit, told the uh, World Health Organization to go pound sand when they were told not to do autopsies on people who've died from this. And they said, screw you, we're going to figure out what's going on. And every single person they autopsied, the first 100 or so, they had evidence of a uh, bacterial infection in the gut is where it all started, which is one of the reasons I keep recommending, along with the minimum vitamin C, vitamin D, selenium, and zinc, a good probiotic to maintain a healthy gut microbiome. And by doing that, you have a much better chance of boosting your immune system to the point where whatever this is, is not going to affect you. Or if it does, it will be much, much, much more gentle of a case. You know, I still am surprised that I came down with anything. You know, I haven't had the flu in over 50 years. And in early to mid-December, I got something. And it's perfect timing, you know, when my wife is making cookies. And I made the mistake of eating some and it knocked my immune system down. And I developed something that lasted for about 36 hours Um, uh, throughout Saturday and part of Sunday. um, I had a, I think I had a low grade fever. I didn't check it. I didn't worry about it, but I felt a little warm uh, starting out. But that went away. You know, I started, uh, you know, giving extra, doing extra stuff, extra colloidal silver, uh, extra lemon juice and raw honey and, that kind of stuff um uh oil of oregano all kinds of different uh, natural things and within 36 hours it was gone everything was back to normal you know sense, sense of smell and taste came back all that good stuff um but you know then since then I've doubled up on the zinc and the uh, the vitamin D and that kind of stuff to keep boosting things uh quercetin is also another good thing to do because like um, Quinine, which is the key ingredient in hydroxychloroquine, it opens up the zinc pathways to prevent any kind of replication, that kind of stuff. So there's there's a lot of different things you can do, and that's the thing, you know, doing it naturally is the way to go. We do not need a vaccine of any kind for whatever this is. You know, and basically what they're doing is they're using, you know, everybody says that the vaccines were... Uh, created to deal with the virus when actually the alleged virus was created to get the vaccines into people. That was the whole goal all along in my opinion was to kill off a whole bunch of people and to control them and to uh, control you know destroy the financial you know the economy so that they could basically when you when you control people's money you basically control the people and you're also controlling food. Um, because of all this stuff it's disrupted the pl- supply chain. Now we have Bill Gates buying up farmland all over the United States. You know, that's a scary proposition. And, uh, to make their, you know, you know, fake meat that they're coming along with, who knows what else they're going to do. But, um, the whole thing was designed towards controlling the population. And they, they finally figured, as I said, early on in this thing, they found the sweet spot in our Uh, gullibility where they come up with something that we can't see the invisible enemy and as a result everybody's scared and when people are scared they're easier to control and that's what you have right now and you know in a country that used to be people that had guts now we have a bunch of gutless wonders running around with face diapers on and and it's just utterly disgusting but you know Those those kind of people are easy to control. And those are the ones who will willingly roll up their sleeves without doing any research. They just believe the lies they've been told, and so much so that they will attack anyone else who has done their own research and realized that we're being fed a line of crap. And, of course, they'll gang up on us and, you know, try and do whatever. But the thing is, is since they're spineless wimps, they're not going to get very far. Yeah, and... It's just a sad situation. But anyway, um, John Rappaport had an interesting blog here recently. um, When was this? May 3rd. Um, COVID vaccinated people shedding and spreading genetic disaster to unvaccinated women. Many women are posting reports of disrupted and unusual menstrual cycles, heavy bleeding and miscarriages. What's more, some of the women haven't received the COVID vaccine. But they've been in close contact with others who have been vaccinated, leading to the question, can the COVID vaccine, which is actually an experimental genetic treatment, aka bioweapon, shed something harmful that can be passed from person to person? And again, um, Dr. Sherry Tempenny and um, several other doctors got together about two weeks ago and did a really good uh, about an hour and 15 minute long video where they discussed that very thing. And that's the what they came up with is people are, you know, producing and and distributing these um, uh, spike proteins, which are making people sick and causing these problems. And especially women, women are getting hit really hard because of their reproductive processes that are being messed with uh, the separation of the placenta, uh, which is causing miscarriage. All kinds of things and um, just a dangerous situation where, you know, if you're a female of childbearing years, you want to be particularly uh, cognizant of anyone around you in close proximity who's been given one of these bioweapons. And that's why I call it a bioweapon, because it affects not only the person who's received it, but they become super spreaders, so to speak, and are damaging anyone in their close proximity. Perhaps that sounds impossible, but in the world of genetics, much can go wrong. In fact, for the past 25 years, we've had an illustration of shedding right in front of our eyes with GMO crops. If you recall, Monsanto assured one and all that these crops genetically engineered to survive the sprayed herbicide Roundup would flourish while weeds would succumb to the chemical. So what, we actually, well, what actually happened? The weeds were resistant and became super giants, and the Monsanto genes drifted from farm to farm, contaminating crops that were never meant to be engineered. The Monsanto genes were shed, and they spread. This spread was not only the result of obvious cross-pollination, bacteria in the soil and in human digestive systems, but also picked up and incorporated in the Monsanto genes. Why couldn't shed and spread occur with a genetic COVID vaccine? (laughs) It can, apparently. The COVID injection contains a piece of RNA. The RNA nanoparticles enter the human cells, forcing those cells to manufacture a protein similar to a protein in the purported SARS-CoV-2 virus, supposedly. And uh, the immune system mounts a neutralizing attack against the protein, thus rehearsing to defeat the virus if it comes along later. That's the hypothesis. In practice, however, who knows how many different uh, dangerous and harmful processes can be uh, detonated in the human body, uh, puts the drifting to the close genetic effects uh, from person to person, whether vaccinated or not. Yes, I know that experts will point to the difference between inserting genes into crops and inserting them into humans they'll say that gmo crops are supposed to hold on to those genes uh, new genes long term but the covid injection only has a short lived genetic effect <laughs> yeah right uh, supposedly this is true supposedly the universe's genetic uh, un- excuse me the universe of genetic experimentation however is rife with problems mistakes unintended consequences as well as efforts to make weapons that attack life at basic levels consider for example gene driving uh technology which asks the question what species should we make extinct today <laughs> why are bill gates and the u.s military involved in forwarding this to that technology gates just keeps coming up He's like a bad penny and it needs to be smacked down a gene drive uh, scientist says I have a plan by manipulating genes. We can make invasive rodents extinct on, on an Island where humans are living in the next fraction of a second, a flurry of questions pop up. The overreaching question is, does this mean genetic manipulation can make any species extinct? (laughs) Oh boy. Here's a passage from uh, gene drive files. uh, one, a vital site with an ex- enormous amount of in- reference information on the subject. Gene drives are, gene editing applica- are a gene ed- editing application that allows genetic engineers to drive a single artificial trait through an entire population by ensuring that all of the, an organism's offspring carry that trait. For example, recent experiments are fitting mice with daughterless gene drives That will cascade through mouse populations so that only male pups are born, ensuring that the population becomes extinct after a few generations. Proponents have framed gene drives as as a breakthrough tool for eradicating pests or invasive species. However, the gene drive files reveal that these conservation efforts are primarily supported by military funds. That ought to tell you something. Gene drive technology could be deployed to wipe out troublesome plant parasites, weeds, crops, animal pests, animals, and humans. Maw that over with your morning coffee. Several years ago, certain UN member nations were considering a recommendation to call a moratorium on the use of gene drives. However, Bill Gates showed up to try to squash the moratorium. Yeah, Why? because that's exactly what he's trying to do, destroy the world's population. What better way if you only have males or females and there's no more uh, reproduction? Gene Drive Files reports documents received under Freedom of Information requests reveal that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation paid a private agriculture and biotechnology PR firm $1.6 million for activities on Gene Drives. This includes running a covert advocacy coalition which appears to have intended uh, to, ins- to skew the only UN expert processing adver- uh, process advertising gene drives, and this goes on and on and on. I'll put a link to it in the replay um, thing for Castbox. But it's just one more thing to think about. There's a lot of craziness going on here, and you know none of it's good. Then, of course, we have Whitmer which is the governor of Michigan, threatens Michigan, get vaccinated or stay locked down and masked forever. So much for private medical choices. There's no future for Michiganders unless they roll up their sleeves and get injected with the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever, threatened Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Despite continual reassurances from the federal government that no American would ever be subjected to forced vaccinations for the Chinese virus, including at the state or local level, Whitmer has decided that in order to, for anything to reopen in Michigan, a majority of Michiganders will need to get injected. And you got to think that this is a orchestrated deal where they're just trying to, they're trying different things in different states and seeing how far they can get away with stuff. And unfortunately, the poor folks in Michigan are really getting hammered because of this idiot Whitmer. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's some scary stuff. And unfortunately, we are just about out of time. I'm, you know, I can't go much further here. But uh, let's see here. Despite, uh, let's see, um, known as the MyVAC to Normal Plan, Whitmer, uh, Whitmer's decree is that restrictions will only begin to be eased once 4.5 million Michiganders or 55% of the state's adult population receive at least their first dose of the one of the two mRNA injections or a single dose of the J&J jab. Whitmer claims that this threshold could be reached in the next week and a half if only more people in her state would agree to have their DNA permanently altered with an experimental big pharma gene therapy injection. And unfortunately, most Michiganders, you know, aren't that stupid. Thank goodness uh, the My VAC to normal challenge outlines.